This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 584. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have your company once again. Thank you for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Samsung has entered a new smartphone AI era after unveiling the Galaxy S24. The Australian government takes its first steps to regulate how AI is developed and deployed. And ASUS unveils the world's first 14-inch dual OLED screen laptop. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 7 router. We test out the DJI Mic 2 at the Consumer Electronics Show. And Sky News has launched a new streaming subscription service. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, last week... Samsung unveiled their brand new lineup of the Galaxy S24 range. So that's the S24, the S24 Plus, and the S24 Ultra, all powered by the all-new Galaxy AI. The launch was early our time, 5 a.m. last Thursday morning. And uh, this is, I think, one of the biggest year-on-year updates for a smartphone in terms of the improved capabilities from one year to the next. And it's all due to AI. Galaxy has really, Galaxy AI has really changed the device and how people are going to use this device. I've had limited time with it, but I'm really impressed in how the AI has been integrated into the device to give us to help us every day. And you've got to think, AI, we've got it now, Windows 11 has Copilot, uh, ChatGPT is available, and now this is on a device. It's it's in-device. It's not an app you use on the device. It's actually within the device. And, and Samsung, they made a point of telling us at the Consumer Electronics Show that AI was nothing new to them. They said that they've been developing AI for more than a decade. So they're no newcomer to this sudden this sudden popularity of AI, which we're seeing everywhere, Samsung's claim is that they've been developing this for many, many years. The devices will go on sale on February the 7th. Uh, I'll talk pricing a little bit later. There have been some slight design changes. I think the biggest change is in the material used, especially for the Galaxy S24 Ultra, which is their top of the line, their flagship product. That now has a titanium frame and slightly flatter side edges. So pretty much the same pro premium approach as Apple has taken. So you you know the iPhone 15 and the 15 Plus are aluminium, as are the S24 and the S24 Plus, the Galaxy phones. But the Apple 15 Pro, 15 Pro Max, they are both now made of titanium. And as we see with Samsung, the S24 Ultra, also 
made from titanium. Titanium represents, I think, across the board now, a more premium look and feel, that, that kind of metal that's still really sturdy but slightly lighter than your average aluminium or stainless steel or whatever material they happened to use previously. The S24 and S24 Plus uh, also have a bit of a change. The, the edges are a little flatter uh, than that, that. It looks when, – when I first saw it, I thought, wow, this is – this is just like the iPhone. That, that was my first thought. So design-wise, slight changes, but I think what we're all talking about, though, is, is what's happening on the inside with, with the software. Uh, of course, running Android, uh, the new Samsung lineup, but it's the Galaxy AI that I think has really captured everyone's attention and uh, I've, I've really impressed with these, these everyday features that, people are able to use. Now, I'm going to talk about live translate, uh, interpreter. There's interpreter uh, app as well, chat assist, note assist, transcribe assist. So there's all this assistance, circle to search, uh, all these editing, these editing options as well at your fingertips, generative AI, uh, instant slow-mo, and, uh, of course, performance has been improved. We'll talk about that first. The performance is the, the, the device is powered by the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 mobile platform for Galaxy. So it is far faster, more efficient, uh, really snappy performance as you'd expect. But let's go through some of these features that are powered by AI. And I think probably the most impressive is Live Translate. Uh, in my hands-on look at the phone, I actually made a phone call to a what was we had set up as a Korean restaurant. So I was talking to a Korean woman uh, on speaker, and we were making a restaurant booking and translating my English to Korean. And then I, at her end, she'd hear Korean, she'd reply, transfer translated Korean to English. I would hear that and also see the subtitles as well. And we went back and forth making a reservation at a restaurant. So previously where the language barrier would have been a problem, it wasn't an issue here. Plenty of other options too. There's a there's even if you're in person talking to someone, you can actually split the screen on the S24. So the, on their side, it's it's look, they can see uh, the, the the their half of the screen right way up. And then you see your side of the screen right way up the text transcription. So you could be talking to someone in person. So you may be overseas at a marketplace or in a hotel or somewhere, and you can now hold your phone out. They will see the transcription of what you've just said, and you'll see the transcription of their reply. So that's if you're talking, uh, if you're in in person talking to someone, and you need an interpreter. Now there's a lot of assists here. The first one. I'll talk about transcribe assist because the the Galaxy has the Galaxy 24 S24 Ultra has the S Pen and a lot of people use that for note taking. Uh, you you can actually use the there's a functionality with that as well, so you can record what you're listening to while you're taking your notes. So though that recording, uh, it now has a, a function to which transcribes that recording quite accurately, even if there's more than one speaker, it can, it can distinguish between the different speakers and you have the full transcription. You can even then ask it to summarize the transcription so you get a summary of what you just recorded. Uh, and the note assist, of course, 
that is uh, allows you to write down notes, organize them into preset templates and formats and create covers so they're easier to identify uh, on your device as well. Uh, th- so th- they're two pretty cool features there. Uh, note assist though, no, the sorry, chat assist is the is when you're texting or perhaps even emailing, uh, the phone will look at who you're speaking with. And if it's in your contacts, it'll get a it'll it'll know your relationship with that person and and see the previous correspondence. So it will know, for example, if you're texting with a colleague or a boss or your boss or your wife. So you're able then to type out your message. And then what happens is the the phone will suggest different tones for you to use. So say, for example, you you want to message your boss about something and you, you, the phone will, it will give a suggestion. So you know what, you, you could have a bit more of a professional approach to that. So there's a more professional version of your message, a more formal version, uh, a more playful version. There's all these different options that the phone offers. Uh, so th- that, that's quite impressive in itself. Uh, circle to search is a great one too. Circle to search. So this can work in your existing camera roll, in your if you're looking on social media, wherever you happen to, if you see something, you're able to circle it and then find out what it is. So the so wherever you are on your phone, press and hold the the home button, and the screen sort of changes, and you're able to circle whatever it is you want to find out about. Say for example, you want to find out, and the example I've given in the video on Tech Guide is a pair of shoes. So I took a photo of a, a guy that was at the at the. It was actually Val Quinn from um, from Gadget Guy. He's also does stuff on Sunrise. Good good mate of mine. I took a photo from afar of his shoes and circled them. And it told me the brand and where I could buy them. So if you don't want to go up and say, listen, love your kicks, where'd you buy them from? You can just take a photo and find out for yourself. Same thing for handbags, whatever you want to choose. Landmarks, if you see something in a social media post, it's got you can circle and search for whatever that, that is you've seen. The editing also, uh, AI editing also is comes into play for photos and videos as well. Photos, you can, when you've taken a photo or even a photo in your existing camera roll, it will suggest improvements. And there was one included in the video was there was a shadow across a per, this person's face and the immediate, the obvious edit was remove the shadow. And it not only removed the shadow, but thanks to generative AI, it filled in what should have been there. So I could see his face clearly. There's also another instance where I was able to circle and move a skateboarder in midair, enlarge it, remove a pole in the background, all through generative AI. So it rebuilds whatever's taken away, whatever's supposed to be behind it, it uses AI to build that as if that object was never there in the first place. Really impressive. There's also there's the instant slow-mo uh, uh, feature here as well where you can take an existing video that you've already shot and insert slow-mo later on. So you it inserts extra frames in a selected part of the video to, to go from normal video to a slow-mo. It's a really nice effect and, and happens on device. All this stuff happens on device. And the other thing of circle to search, of course, uses Google, but everything I've spoken about, the AI editing, translation, all of this stuff done on the device, even the live call translate, the device, it, it, it starts and ends on device, doesn't go off device. So that, that's quite impressive in itself. 
Uh, now, pricing. Let's talk pricing. The S24 is going to start at 1399 bucks. The S24 Plus, $1,699. And the S24 Ultra, $2,199. These are, I understand, $50 more expensive than last year's S23. So not, not too bad. Pre-orders have already kicked off. On sale date, Feb 7. Now, heaps of pre-order offers, which I've listed on my story on Tech Guide. Telstra offering bonus uh, tablets and Optus bonus watches and buds. Vodafone offering uh, big trading offers as well. Uh, Samsung, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman all have their are there offers, pre-order offers? You've got till Feb 7 to jump in and take advantage of those. I've listed all of them on our story on TechOid. As well as our video, I really urge you to take a look. Watch the video. All the stuff that I've spoken about, you'll see it demonstrated. It's even more dramatic when you watch it. If you want to find out more, check it all out. Techguide.com.au Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, we've just been talking about AI, of course, how it's uh, now part of the Galaxy S24 range and already a part of Windows Copilot. And uh, before we talk about the the government regulation that's happening and the sort of it's their first attempt to try to regulate the deployment and development of AI, I think we should also mention that what what is what's Apple's move going to be here? I should have spoken about this in the previous segment about the, the S24, but I thought I'd address it now. With Samsung now coming forward with AI in their phone, Windows already well into AI on their Windows computers, it's really interesting to see what Apple's going to come up with. How are they going to respond to this? The ball's in their court to come up with something that is, uh, well, typical Apple. They're never, they're not always the first, but whenever they do something, it's usually done right and it's really impressive. And I'm thinking that this year's Worldwide Developers Conference where Apple does outline the new Mac OS and the new iOS, this could be where we find out their reply, their strategy in this new AI-filled world. Speaking of which, let's get back onto the topic, and that topic is how the government has taken its first steps on in, in regulating AI. You know, this is so new that the government really has to to keep pace with these changes. And they, they released a document about the safe and responsible use of AI, how they see it. They acknowledge that that AI is a very is a positive development to improve our lives, the quality of our life, and as well as growing the economy and helping us out there. But it also it, it addressed the fact and acknowledged the fact that AI has to be created, developed, and deployed safely and responsibly. And that this is going to be their approach. They're they're to looking at ways to to gr- almost grade the type of AI we're using. So there's the AI that can help summarize a document. Is it the same level of AI that can help drive that help a car drive by itself? So these are the different flavors of AI, if you like, and them being classified as various levels of risk. So obviously, self-driving vehicles, higher level of risk. Summarizing a document, low level of risk. So this is going to be the approach and how they're going to have this the risk-based approach. So setting up what they call in guardrails to for which are both mandatory and voluntary to reduce any kind of risk of harm, especially in those high-risk situations. So uh, when when these companies are developing, we're using AI to develop their next their next technology. 
they need to be mindful of these rules, these guardrails as well. There's also concern that AI could take people's jobs, could could reduce the workforce in some ways. And so that is also being taken into account because it, it the government wants to ensure that AI isn't misused by some businesses where they're thinking, okay, we're going to replace all our staff with AI. That's really, in, in most cases, not going to be acceptable because there still needs to be some sort of human factor at play, which, and let's face it, AI can't replace uh, human creativity, uh, that, that human touch. It's still not there yet. Uh, whether it ever will be, we don't know. But in, in the meantime, we need to be, we need to know that people are safe from uh, businesses making these long and sweeping decisions that could potentially could could cost them their job. So the good that the government's going to have our back there as well. Now, the thing with AI is that it's developing so quickly and it is could potentially outpace the, this legal framework that they're trying to set up. So it, it is an urgent matter that, that they're approaching. But the, the type of approach that Australia is seen to be adopting is, is more in line with the US and the UK, a little bit on the more lenient, the softer side, whereas the European Union's AI Act is a little, is a lot more aggressive, a lot stricter, and could even be go so far as banning some high-risk uses of the technology. So in, in things like, if, if it's, I don't know, replicating human actions or the, the self-driving cars, another good example, this is the, the EU is taking a longer, harder approach at AI in, in, to, to minimise risk, to minimise danger to people, but also make sure that everyone is singing out of the same hymn book, that everyone's playing by the same rules in developing and deploying the AI of the future. And that's the thing with it. We've only just scratched the surface. If that AI is so new that it is going to develop exponentially, we're going to see a lot more and a lot faster improvement over the coming months and years. So it's great to see that the government's decided to take these measures to make sure they keep pace with these changes so that they're able to uh, re reliably and effectively regulate uh, then the deployment and development of that AI. If it gets ahead of us, uh, then that could be a problem. But hopefully the government stays a step ahead, tries to to enforce these these rules and regulations so that everyone is – it's a level playing field. We, AI for the benefit of mankind, not to hurt us at all. If you want to read more about that story, check it out at techguide.com.au. Azus has revealed their new ZenBook Duo. They actually showed it off at the Consumer Electronics Show recently. The ZenBook Duo has two 14-inch OLED touchscreens, as well as a detachable full-size Bluetooth keyboard and touchpad. Now, we've, the ZenBook's been around for a while, and the it's always had a big screen up top, but it's had a secondary screen above a keyboard. And it was like this long, this wide, narrow screen. Well, Zeus has decided to go all in here and to create basically a two-screened laptop. So the two screens, you can view them one on top of the other. The detachable keyboard, you can actually place that on the desk and have two screens uh, to work with. So if you need a bit more screen real estate, or you can even turn it on its side and create one big, one big screen 
the choice is up to you. Or you just pop the keyboard back on and use it like a regular laptop. So it gives you that kind of versatility. The, the similar versatility I saw late last year, and I've got a review coming up about this, the HP Spectre foldable laptop, which basically provided a similar thing here, whereas rather than having two separate displays and the hinge, this the HP Spectre foldable had a one big foldable screen as well as a detachable keyboard. So you can put the keyboard on the bottom half, looks like a regular laptop, take the keyboard off, unfold the screen to one big 17-inch screen, and you're able then to, to do your work like that. The Asus, similar approach, but because it's it, there is, is a hinge involved, there's not a foldable screen, it's two separate OLED screens, then it is, I think, A, a lot more affordable, and B, I think a lot more useful as well because not everyone wants a foldable big single display. Others want to have maybe two displays. Each of the screens has a 3K resolution with 120 hertz refresh rate. And so if you uh, open it up 180 degrees, there's a flat hinge. You can open it up flat. You can have up to 19.8 inches uh, thanks to the integrated kickstand that's on the back of the, of the device so they can stand up by itself. Uh, when it's un completely unfolded, the and 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 in that in that mode, you set up the Bluetooth keyboard in front of it, uh, and and ready to do your work. Including there's a trackpad as well on that keyboard. This is coming out later this year, uh, in in the next few weeks, as a matter of fact. And we're going to be doing a bit of work on on this one. We're going to be doing a video review. We're going to take a close look at the Zeus ZenBook. If you want to see more, there's pictures of it, of course, at TechGuide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and it's time to ensure you have some peace of mind with your identity. Don't give cyber criminals a chance to hack into your accounts or steal your private information. Help keep your private information private by limiting what you share online, as well as having a cyber safety plan to help protect your valuable information. Norton Identity Advisor comes with identity restoration support, so if the unimaginable happens and you discover your identity is being used without your knowledge, then the Norton Restoration Agents can step in to help you resolve your case from start to finish. With Norton, you have peace of mind knowing that they are always on the lookout with dark web monitoring and social media monitoring to help keep your identity safe from cyber criminals looking to illegally trade your details to make transactions in your name without your knowledge. Norton Identity Advisor is available today from Officeworks, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi and online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking us off here is the Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 7. Netgear, as you know, uh, full transparency, is one of our sponsors of the Tech Guide podcast. They've come up with this new Wi-Fi 7 router, the world's first Wi-Fi 7 router. And what does Wi-Fi 7 deliver? Speed is what it delivers, as well as range and capacity. So you've got to think, if you looked back at your Wi-Fi networks, let's say three years ago, you'll find that your demand on your network was slightly lower. And I'm not talking about the amount of Netflix you're watching or the games you're playing, 
but there were probably a lot less smart devices and other products on your network. So you've got to remember the router is not just about fast streaming for 4K and even 8K content, ultra low latency for your games, browsing. It also has to have the capacity to have all those smart devices on your network as well. And with the with the new the RS700S, that's the new Netgear Nighthawk router with Wi-Fi 7, you can have up to 200 devices on your network. Now, at last count, I looked at mine, I'm up in the 70s, and that's pretty high. But with the RS, the, the with the new Netgear RS700S, there's room for more than double what I've already got. So it is very much a future-proof sort of product where as more and more products uh, put on your network, this can handle it. And B, as more products are compatible with Wi-Fi 7, you're also able to enjoy that latest wireless standard. Now, Wi-Fi 7 is part of the S24 from Samsung that I just spoke about earlier. The Google Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro also Wi-Fi 7 compatible, but I'll, I, it's a good bet to know that later on this year, there'll be other smartphones with Wi-Fi 7, other laptops that can handle Wi-Fi 7. So this is the product, if you decide to pull the trigger today, that's going to serve you well into the future. Now, what's new with Wi-Fi 7? Why Wi-Fi 7? Well, for a start, it has three bands, 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and 6 gigahertz, can achieve speeds up to 19 gigabits per second. Now, this new ultra-wide bandwidth means it's 2.4 times faster for your connected devices and Wi-Fi 7 compatible devices like smartphones and laptops wirelessly can get up to 5 gigabits per second speed. That's within your network. So that's data zooming around your network. It uses multiple Wi-Fi bands at once to help with the reliability of your network to reduce latency and deliver the data as fast as possible. Now, this is a device that has pretty decent coverage as well. It's powered by the Broadcom system on a chip, so it's got it's got a 10 gigabit internet port to support for faster internet speed. So if you've got, in the future, we're going to be able to be, have internet speeds faster than a gigabit per second. So at the moment, I've got the gigabit per second, so I'm getting near gigabit per second speeds on on my wireless network. So, uh, but on the on internally, I'm able, if I was say to connect a, an Ethernet switch or a separate mesh Wi-Fi satellite, there's also a 10 gigabit LAN port. So that's local area network port. So within my home, data can go as fast as 10 gigabits per second within my house. So if there's stuff streaming within my house, if I'm say um, streaming a movie off a hard drive in, into a TV or in, into my theater, that's the speed, that the, the capability, the multiple lanes on the highway are open to me. Now, the Wi-Fi 7, uh, the, sorry, the, the RS700S is not your typical Nighthawk. Your Nighthawk routers of the past have looked like, they've looked like creatures with wings and antennas. This has a totally different design. It has more like a tower design, really narrow, taller, taller design with a much smaller footprint. It takes up less space than before. So no antennas poking out, but it does have internal technology. So it's got these 360-degree coverage thanks to the new internal 3D antenna design for you to get up to 325 square meters of coverage. 
Now that's a lot. That's a lot of coverage at this speed. Now the, uh, the I'll I'll tell you the price later, and the what justifies the price is what this can do without the need for a mesh Wi-Fi router. Talk about the price a bit later. So you've got your speed, you've got your capacity, you've got all these other things at play. Uh, setup is really easy too, by the way, through the Netgear Nighthawk app. It steps you through it one bit by bit. So it can, once you've connected it, you can you can see, because it comes with like a generic network and part name and password. You're able to change that, change the password, uh, have it all set up within minutes. Uh, and it's all done through the Netgear Nighthawk app. Uh, it also comes with a free trial for, of Netgear Armor, which is a security software. Parental controls are not standard. You have to subscribe for the parental controls. I thought that should have been built in. So uh, that that's something if you're looking at parental controls. It is a subscription model. And the parental controls are excellent, but it's not something that just comes with the router. That's an additional cost if you do need to have those parental controls. Now, in our setup, I, I've have, uh, here I've got gigabit per second plan through Aussie broadband. And when I was doing my wireless testing, I was getting about not up to 970 something gig megabits per second, uh, well over 900 every time. Uh, and that's in every corner of the house, by the way, too. I, I tried it upstairs, downstairs, across the hall, everywhere. It was getting consistent speed. So getting the speed I'm paying for is what you want. I hear so many people saying, oh, look, I've, I've got, I'm on, um, uh, 100 megabits per second, but in the lounge, I'm only getting eight. Well, something's wrong. It's, it's your wireless network. And with this product, you can see that the, the 3D antenna gets that range out there uh, and enables you to have those, enjoy those faster speeds throughout your home. Now, let's talk pricing, as I promised. It's not cheap. It's 1499 bucks. That's $1,500. But here's how I look at it. Do you remember before I said it has 325 square meters of coverage? So normally what you would do, say you've got your router, your modem router from the NBN, which is the modem part's great, the router part's rubbish. So you would need to buy an additional mesh Wi-Fi system to expand your Wi-Fi coverage well beyond the room that the modem router is in. Now that could be, a thousand bucks, twelve hundred dollars. So here you're getting router and the the range and coverage over such a, a wide area. It, it's kind of two products in one. It's sort of got the mesh Wi-Fi benefits, but it also has this really fast router at its heart as well. That's how I that's how I justify that price. And if you want to invest in your network as well as investing in having a future-proof network, then this is a great way of going about it because you're getting great speeds great coverage, as well as great capacity to have all those devices on your network. And it can effortlessly handle up to 200 devices. And that's providing security, you know, for smart home devices, your cameras, your, your switches, your, your lights, all these things all can all be integrated. And you've got plenty of headroom. If in the future you decide to go nuts and buy all these smart products, the Netgear Nighthawk RS200S Wi-Fi 7 router has got you back well into the future. If you want to read our complete review, check it out, techguide.com.au.
Now, there was one product. If any of you watch any of my videos that I produced at the Consumer Electronics Show, and I did embed a couple a couple of booth tours, Hisense, LG, also did the Samsung booth tour. And what I was using in all of those videos was the, uh, at that time, was under embargo. So I couldn't really flash it out there. But it was the DJI Mic 2. This is pro-level audio recording for your videos and content. And if any, if you can hear for yourself how clear the sound is and, and in such a noisy environment, you can still hear my voice quite, quite clearly. That, that's kind of one of the benefits of the Mic 2 is that this omnidirectional recording, uh, intelligent noise-canceling technology. Now, now, I know some professionals might think, you know what, I'll decide what I block out of the recording. Thanks very much. But this does it pretty intelligently. It knows what background noise is and what your voice is. It can distinguish them easily. And so background can be turned down a little bit, saving you the trouble of having to do it. You can do it in post, but I found that it did a really good job focusing in on my voice, turning down the background. So even at a at the Consumer Electronics Show, which is really noisy, you can hear my voice. And I'm not shouting. I'm just speaking uh, with the DJI mic too. Uh, and you can still hear me quite clearly. So let's talk about what's included here. You get the the DJI, the Mic 2 transmitter, which is that, that's what I call the little unit you put on top of your camera. Then you also get the cable to connect from that unit to the camera. And you also then get two microphones, the two Mic 2s. So you get, uh, and these are little clip-on devices. So you can, if you want to, you can clip it onto your clothing or under, like inside a jacket or something. Uh, and if you don't want it to be seen, or what I did is I connected a, a lapel mic. So I had the I had the little DJI mic in my pocket, and connected to that was the lavier, the the, the 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 lavalier they call it, the lapel mic. So up my shirt, and then clipped on the outside of my shirt, and that way, I, if I chose to do it that way. If you wanted to just use the mic itself, clipped to your clothing. There's a couple of wind socks that comes with it as well. So if you're recording outdoors, it'll reduce that that wind and, and external noise as well. Uh, there's also there's also plugs for the for iOS for your iPhone, and there's a USB-C plug as well. So iPhone 15, Android devices, Lightning for, for iPhone 14 and earlier. So you can actually use this to record content on your phone. So if you want your videos to have more professional sounding audio quality. The Mic 2 works with your smartphone as well. So, yes, it works with a camera, but also works with your smartphone as well. They have an included lapel mic, by the way, that, that comes with it. So that's your choice uh, if you want to use that or if you want to have the two included microphones, you can clip them to your clothing. It'll still focus on your voice, cut out that unwanted noise as well. Now, the Mic 2 also has a safety track feature. So it gives you the option of recording a second track at, uh, at minus six decibels, along with the primary audio track. It's like, like a bit of a safety net. So if, you know, if there's any unexpected audio spikes, you're able to go back to that safety track and see if you, you can recover something from there. Now, audio quality, you can hear for yourself, is, is excellent. Uh, and, but what I really love about the whole system is its design and ease of use. Now, it comes in this great charging case, so everything's stored together, everything's charged together, and as soon as you take something out of the box, it's turned on. And you can see there's a little OLED, 1.1-inch OLED screen on the transmitter, and you're able to see, so if I'm recording myself, 
I, w- I can angle it so I can see the, uh, the output. I can see the, the feedback coming from the screen. If someone's recording me, they can turn it around and face that to themselves. So it's got like a hot shoe connection. You can connect it with the screen facing your, the, the, the talent. If it's just yourself, you aim it at yourself. Or if you're recording someone else, you can turn it around so only you can see it and see the different levels of the microphones right there. Uh, th- this is, as I said, uh, easy, really easy. If you, if pro, if hearing pro level audio scares you, it, this this shouldn't scare you because it is really approachable, really easy to set up, and you're getting great results. Uh, it, it'll it, the the transmitter itself, in conjunction with this little dial on the transmitter, so you can easily adjust things like gain, volume, brightness, all these things, really easy, right at your fingertips. And, it, and you're up and running in, in seconds. That's what I love about it. You're able to connect and get started without having to connect dozens of things and be, to go through a complicated complicated setup process. DJI has really simplified it. They've done a really good job. They've got 32-bit floating internal recording. So that gives that, that equals sensitivity. So it captures all levels of sound around you. Uh, but it does have that background noise reduction as well. Range is also important as well. You can have up to you can be up to 250 meters away with your microphone. The transmitter can still pick you up, so that really gives you opens up the options. If you're a content creator, you can still be clearly heard. That connection between the mic and the transmitter still sharp, up to 250 meters away. Now, battery-wise, you can you get about about six hours of use on a single charge, which is a long time when you're thinking. If you're producing content, we we were filming all day at the Consumer Electronics Show. We'd start at 10 and we'd be wrapping up at 4 and not a problem with uh, the recording, uh, having to recharge the batteries. As soon as you put all the mics and the transmitter back in the box, it's like the, your headphone case. It's charging uh, from the head the case as well and the case has a USB-C port so you, you can charge the case as well as then charge the, the pass-through to charge the mic and the transmitter. The DJI Mic 2 is available right now. Uh, you, you can already purchase it. It's, it starts at $529. Actually, no, it starts at $379 because there is a, a, a another version where you get a lot of extras, adapters, and various things. So uh, you're able to take control right there. It starts with, I think there's a pack with one transmitter and one microphone, uh, and there's... Uh, there's the ability then to have two mics and then one transmitter, charging case, the whole bit. Uh, If you want to go the charging case and everything, that starts at 529. If you just want the basics, uh, that's 379. All the details though, you'll find it at techguide.com.au. Really quickly, we're going to talk about Sky News. Australia has launched their new streaming subscription service, just five bucks a month, and you get four 24-7 dedicated news channels. So not only do you get Sky News, that's uh, that's 24-7 live and on demand. It's uh, a lot of, lot of great shows, a lot of opinion makers on the, on the shows, a lot of special investigations. If you tune in every Saturday at about 8.15, 8.20, you'll see yours truly uh, doing uh, my little tech wrap-up as well. Uh, there's Sky News Extra. That's a dedicated 24-7 channel for things like live press conferences, parliamentary broadcasts, Sky News Weather. 
the only 24-7 weather channel in Australia. So the latest forecast from a team of expert meteorologists. And there's also Fox Sports News as well. So if you're a sports fan, you can get all that latest live and breaking news as well. So if you're into your sport, news, weather, insights, opinions, five bucks a month. And and this means you don't have to subscribe to Foxtel if you don't if you just want the news channels five dollars a month gets you to it and you can access it through a browser so either through so the Sky News browser skynews.com.au on your browser or if you download the Sky News Australia app which is uh, compatible with iOS and Android for smartphones and tablets. So uh, there you have it, Fox Fox the Sky News Australia streaming service. Sky News, Sky News Extra, Sky News Weather, Fox Sports News. And you'll you'll be able to watch Paul Murray, Andrew Bolt, Peter Credlin, Shari Markson, Erin Molan, Piers Morgan, uh, Peter Stefanovic, Kieran Gilbert, Andrew Clennell, all these all these expert political commentators, journalists, op- opinion makers. A lot of them are on there, and five bucks a month is all you need. Also, what you get if you subscribe, you get a daily newsletter called Prime Time Briefing. So you get that every afternoon to give you a heads up about what's coming up that evening, whether it's uh, the breaking news, interviews that are coming up on the evening lineup. You get a heads up so you can make sure you don't miss it. Five bucks a month, pretty good price for four live news channels 24-7. So if you want to find out more, you can see all of those, all those uh, people I mentioned, all the lineup, the channels. Check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. Yes, the Tech Guide Help Desk is proudly supported by Belkin, belkin.com forward slash AU. They're our great partners who, if you after cables, screen protectors, audio products, earphones, they've just released a new sound form audio ranges for students and professionals. So if you want to buy one for your child, they, they don't, it, don't, it is obviously smaller, smaller ear cups, also has decibel protection to protect those young ears. Or if you're a professional, you want to work from anywhere, the Soundform also has a, a version for professionals, the Soundform Adapt. This will also provide great sound and also a boom mic as well to uh, for, to make those uh, those Zoom calls and meetings uh, and and built all designed for all day comfort. Check them out, Belkin.com forward slash au. Now uh, I've got some news about uh, this. wasn't more a question, but I thought I would inform you of some news that I've just heard uh, received from Disney Plus, the streaming platform. The email states, we are updating our subscriber agreement. 
And there are a couple of points in here that I want to bring to your attention because they're saying that uh, these terms will be effective beginning on the 4th of March. So what it involves, some of the changes involve uh, re-clarifying re terms. One in particular, there. This is, and I'm reading this off their email, we're reflecting limitations on account sharing and the definition of household. So what that says to me is that maybe from March the 4th, Disney is going to adopt a similar approach to Netflix where you can only enjoy the service in your household. So if you give, your, if you give the, uh, a profile and a password to someone living outside your home, like Netflix, it may not work. And in this email was a little bit, not not quite, I think there's a little bit of doubt perhaps here that they're, they're reflecting limitations on house sharing and the definition of household. I think that says to me it's going to happen. But they're also talking about uh, the uh, clarifying terms related to subscription billing, clarifying the terms related to cancellation and refunds or credits. But the one that stuck out to me was this limitation on account sharing. I'm hoping this is wishy-washy and doesn't come into effect on March 4th, but we've got a feeling that uh, it's going to happen, unfortunately. So uh, they're going to go down the same path as Netflix did oh, about almost a year ago, more than a year ago, I think now, where if people wanted to keep the account outside of your home, they are able to do that. If you wanted to pay, I think, an extra $8.95 a month, or they had to get their own plan. So it's up to you how you wanted to do it. Disney are looking, we're looking down the barrel of them doing precisely what Netflix has done. So be prepared. If you're a Disney Plus customer, you've probably received that email and you might not have read that little down the down the list a little bit of all the things that they're going to be considering. Uh, one of them being the household restrictions and you perhaps not allowing, not being able to share with uh, people, a, a profile with people outside your household. We'll keep on top of it for you, but we just wanted to bring this to your attention because we know Disney Plus, one of the more popular streaming services, has got a lot of good stuff on there. And if you are sharing a password and a profile outside your home, uh, keep an eye on those terms and conditions that could all be changing in March. And that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for hanging around. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, you can find it, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to reach out to us too, we love receiving emails, info at techguide.com.au, or alternatively, just click the Ask Stephen icon, the icon with the Belkin logo, uh, and that will generate a form which will end up as an email in my inbox. We want to give a special shout out too to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 